Slava Isusu Christo. Please be seated. Tomorrow, the 4th of July. Today is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. And I'm going to talk about the state of our nation and the gospel. At least we're not supposed to be political. We certainly can be moral, I think. You know that. And if you go to Washington, D.C., in Congress, they have printed up there in marble, in God we trust. But they hardly follow that model. And so we have a divided nation on the basis of morality. And that brings always a, a supreme effort at the con and to destroy churches. Some of these churches have done it to themselves. Also tomorrow is the feast of the royal martyrs of Russia. And we'll commemorate them and we'll pray also for our country. And we'll have solemn vestries this evening. As you know, we are guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States freedom of religion. It seems like to me that's okay as long as we don't step on anybody's toes. We were bound to step on people's toes when you see our nation falling apart morally. Now let me say this to you. The Catholic Church in its teaching says we have a right to voice our opinion in the public forum. That's in the political forum. And we've done it many times, especially in the 20s, 1920s and 30s, in the labor movement. And the Pope wrote Contagiational Anno and Norum Ovarum, which were largely used to establish unions in the United States. Now, so note there was a big battle about that, the, have, the haves and the have-nots. A couple things that came in that uh, publication was that a laboring man has the right to, you know, bargain for his wage. Now the second thing came to get is United laboring people have a right to facilities. They must not be treated by like they're animals or something. And that's almost been accomplished in the United States, not quite. We're still not quite as good as we should be to farm workers. But other issues have come to the front 
in these many, many years. The one was abortion. We believe as Catholics a child conceived as a human being. It has all the potentials to develop into a human being. And they not, should not be destroyed. The National Public Radio is on a big uh, high horse uh, against uh, our positions, especially the pro-life positions. They are wrong. And we have the right to say that. After a while, you know what's going to happen. All the good Catholics will have children, and pretty soon, we are now a 25% Catholic nation. Pretty soon, we'll be 50%. Then what are they going to do? They have the same opportunity <coughs> to raise a family. And when they get married, they have that obligation. Secondly, the question of divorce. Divorce destroys the family. No fault divorce opened the doors to bedlam. And I remember when I was studying theology, the couples fight even when they're married. And because uh, they're, they're selfish, one or the other has to give in. We teach the man is the head of the family, but there's ways that women have to make sure she gets what she wants from him. She should use that and not destroy his position in the family. Divorce destroys the family, the relationship between the mother and the father in their relationship to the children. But since they've had children, they'll never forget that relationship. And we're not really protecting our children. Are there circumstances when the church will say, well, there can be divorce? There's no divorce in the church. That's a civil thing. They can say, the marriage is invalid because it's uh, given an annulment. Annulments are very narrow. It's hard to get one. But they'll give you a dissolution allow you to remarry, but then it's not a divorce. I hardly know what that means. You're supposed to stay together and fight nice. Now remember... <coughs> Uh, I was in the seminary studying moral theology. Uh, they spent extensive time, too much time, four years on theology and marriage. They knocked it into our heads, you know. But uh, <clears throat> it's a scary thing to get married. Consider what you're doing before you do that. And make sure you want those responsibilities. You have to teach your children. 
the sacredness of marriage, Jesus made it a sacrament. He was at Cana. So these easy divorce laws are unchristian, along with abortion, unchristian. They may not willy-nilly take our rights away from us. We're subject our, our responsibility, especially in America, to speak out in the public forum because we're religious. They should not tax us, take our property away from us, or call us biggest. They're the biggest biggest on the face of the earth. I noticed when the president was signed in, uh, you know, sworn in, they put a Bible under his hand. Our vice president, when she was sworn in, she put her purse on top of that so she wouldn't have to touch it. And she is really a loud mouth. Now the major part of the United States and I do belong to either party. I'm a conservative. And I remember our people, our history in Europe. We were, con we were constantly being sought by the Romanovs, the Russians, to put us into their empire. And we just wanted to be who we were. We didn't want to go, but we were in the Austro-Hungarian Empire and Maria Theresa protected us. The Greek, she called us the Greek Catholics and helped us establish churches and eparchies and other places in Europe. She, she should be canonized. We are now under the same threat. If Russia takes over the Ukraine, Sepkarpatorus is, is contained in the Ukraine as a national state. When our people voted for their independence in Ukraine, they denied it. They are not our friends. Although we all belong to the same religious group, we're all Eastern Christians. Interesting. Today, as we get ready for the 4th of July, uh, Fourth of July was always a great deal uh, in our family, especially the my mother's side. They were old Americans, and they would be in the town where we would be a parade that day. We'd go down, and then we'd go to the park, and there would be games, and then we'd go home, and we'd have a nice meal, like hamburgers and hot dogs, you know, real American food and we celebrate the 4th of July. Except the same time my family told me, never go into politics, it can ruin you. Politicians are pragmatists. They will do what you tell them to do if you'll elect them. If not, they're charlatans and liars. That's what we have in Congress. Congress is not inspired by the Holy Spirit. The church is. 
the freedoms that we enjoy in the Constitution were given to us because of the French Revolution. They're okay because they're based on natural law. Every once in a while, last week I heard a speaker on the radio talking about the natural law. I was shocked. I thought maybe it was as dead as a doornail, but it's not. And we should defend the national law, not on the basis of our necessary, our religious confession, but on the basis of God-given rights that we're human beings. And we should not kill each other. Or steal, or lie, or kill each other's children. We should be a civil society. Unfortunately, we're not very civil anymore. We should also protect our children and ourselves from gross immorality. It's against our religion and the natural law. This is not a diatribe this morning. I'm just talking about our country and our right as Catholics to speak up and practice our religion even if they don't like it. And they always dig up some nonsense, find something wrong. We never said that we were perfect. We said the church is perfect, but not the individuals in it. And we know that we are sinners. It's our own experience. Lord Temple that all that as we are destined for heaven. If you're a good citizen and a good Catholic, you're likely to get to heaven. If you do not defend your constitution and your rights of your neighbor, to be a citizen, that's not right. That's unjust. To discriminate because certain people are not like us from citizenship is wrong. But we are obliged by the gospel to bring as many people as we can into the Catholic Church. We are supposed to evangelize. And they have to understand that. We have a right to evangelize. Because the Catholic Church, believe it or not, is historically proven, was founded by Jesus Christ. All the Christian Church in the United States, except probably the Catholics, have succumbed to political pressure. And now they're disappearing how can you believe in a church that does not keep the Ten Commandments and the precepts of the gospel? How could you believe in that and do political things to be popular or get into office in the government? That's immoral. Be careful how you vote. Be careful who the people are you put in power. I remember when I was in England serving our country, 
United States Air Force. I knew I voted, but I doubted <laughs> they ever counted it because probably did not get back to the United States in time to be counted. But I voted anyway. I always wondered about that. The other problem is most people who are in the military are very conservative. They want to preserve the nation with its rights, its constitution. And today on the monastery, I will put out the American flag or one of the monks will to say that we are Americans of the Greek Catholic Church. And I should not have to choose between my faith and my rights in America. Immoral laws in Congress make this decision difficult. We should not have such a decision. And the more and more these laws they pass are immoral, the more marginalized we'll become as Christians and especially Catholics. Catholics have never been liked here. We only had one Catholic president, and he was sort of a womanizer. He didn't represent the church well. Usually they would say something to the effect that we're going to get the bring the Pope to America. I doubt that. He doesn't really want to come here. He does not like America, especially the present one. I think I can still be a good Catholic and a good American. The President of the United States, he made me an officer and a gentleman. I considered myself a gentleman before even I was made an officer. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think when I went into the military, one of the reasons I went is everybody in my family had gone, and uh, I wanted to do something for my country too. I was a priest already, and I went in as a chaplain. I thought that was a good thing. I thought though, I went up to West Point, and I visited there, and I said, these young guys, they need a priest. And indeed, they do. And they need a priest to watch over their children and their family. I used to say, everybody goes to war except the priest. That's a, there's a reason for that. Somebody's got to stay, stay home and take care of the family. But priests do go to war, and they die. There's two military priests that are up now for canonization. One fellow was over in Vietnam. All we found, the remains of him were his hand and his masket. He had his hand on his masket and he got blown up. And there was his hand. So we sent his hand home to his parents in a full casket and told them not to open it. So they wouldn't know. One time it in the middle of the night, dark, really dark, they got me up out of bed to go to visit a family. 
and it was a Catholic family, obviously. And uh, I had we had a full visitation group, we call it, uh, you know, not a group, it's really got another name, but there was two officers there and a chaplain, and we were in a staff car, a military staff car, and we went way out in the country somewhere, I can't even tell you, and knocked on the door, and they opened the door, a mother and a father, they knew when they opened the door that their boy was not alive. So we went in, we sat down in their living room, and the information officer told them their son was dead. And I looked around that room. There was nothing but pictures of him in that room. They lost their treasure. He died for his country. They were worried about us. They said, well, we have to get you something to eat, coffee or cake or something. We told them we did not really need that. But they were very worried about us who had to make this notification. Then they, but then I was, they thought we were worried about them. I was sincerely worried about them. Their hearts were broken. Above all things, Respect those people in the military who put their lives on the line for your freedom. And the best way you can do that is to respect those freedoms and fight for them and make sure they're observed. And not to let any politician talk you out of your moral compass, your moral conscience. As Catholics, you have to have an informed conscience. That means you know the gospel, you know the teaching of the church, and you know what's the right thing to do. If you act without an informed conscience, it's considered sinful. And we have tons of books about forming your conscience. In America, we should have freedom of conscience, not only religion. We should also have the rights of a citizen, and they're slowly being eroded. So last week, I went down to get a new license, driver's license. And uh, last time I went down there, I just gave him the old license, and they gave me a new one. And I paid 30 bucks or something. Well, this time I went in and the girl said to me, do you want, I forget exactly, but some kind of special license. I said, well, do I need that? She says, you don't, but within a year or two you'll need it. You might as well get it now. Well, this license is more like a passport. But in order to get it, I had to take my birth certificate, my uh, uh, passport, and my document of my 
three weeks of the military service. They aren't too smart down there because if they took my military ID, it turns that you can turn it over and they would document my serial numbers are recorded there. They're not that familiar. So I said to her, well, you think all this is necessary? And she said to me, uh, it looks like it's going to be necessary to get on an airplane or go anywhere. We used to be able to go anywhere in the United States. You just bought a ticket. It's a small thing. Why do they have to keep such track of us? Well, it's for our protection from whom? They asked Putin if he would attack the United States. He laughed. He says, it's the most gun-carrying uh, nation in the world. I wonder why. Why are people thinking that way? I love my country. I love God more. I love the church. I love the beauty of receiving the Holy Eucharist, being fed by God himself. I would fight for that. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.